This time on Geek Pod Blue. My favorite part about this week's show is I did not have to watch an episode of Twin Peaks last week. Thank God. Warning, station is now code blue. to this edition of Geek Pod Blue. I'm your host, Hugh, and I almost wasn't here today. That's right, I very nearly took the week off. It is very challenging coming up with brand new original content for all of you every single week, and it's been a very busy week for me. My weekend uh, was a bit challenging, and yet I almost said, you know what? Maybe I'll take a week off. Maybe I'll relax, let the brain recharge. I really don't have anything to talk about. And then things happened over the weekend, and I suddenly had things to talk about. Now, they're not necessarily geeky, uh, but I certainly think they're interesting. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to let things go, let it slide on the week that we'd be celebrating a landmark 10 episodes. That's 10 10 times, what, 40-some-odd minutes of pure entertainment I have toiled away to create for the general public, and I think that deserves celebrating. So we're going to cover a couple things this week in the uh, main segment of the program. Uh, first of all, we're gonna I want to give a thanks to the uh, Syracuse Police Department, because I had an experience this weekend which uh, uh, was actually uh, pretty nice considering the circumstances. Uh, my wife and I were headed to the grocery store on Friday when we were rear-ended by a woman who did not speak a single word of English. Uh, now, I certainly don't hold that against her, but it was certainly kind of comical. Luckily, she uh, we were at a stoplight, and uh, she didn't try to pull away or anything, but we pull our cars over on Erie Boulevard. It's crazy busy. My daughter's in the car, and she gets out, and she's like, uh, habla espanol? I'm like, oh, crap. Well, luckily, everything ended up working out uh, correctly. There, there was a little bit of damage to our car. Nobody was hurt, so there was no reason to be worried. Um, but what really surprised me was uh, now the last time I called 911 for something, it was actually sort of an emergency, and it took like 45 minutes for them to get there. Uh, I called and I said, this is not an emergency, nobody's hurt. They were there in under 10 minutes, okay? So first of all, the response was quick. Uh, they showed up, they talked to us very briefly. It was, you know, it was very pleasant. You know, the they got the lady's son on the phone so he could uh, translate for her. And and I, I didn't know they did this because this tells you how often I, I've been in trouble with the law. Like, never. They come back to me with a report they printed out in their car with all of the information, including a serial number you can give to your insurance company, which will pull up all the details of the accident. I, oh, my God, when did this happen? I had no idea. I said to the guy, wow, that's awesome. Things have really changed. And he was like, you know, you, you haven't gotten a ticket in a long time. And I'm like, actually, I haven't gotten a ticket nearly ever. But I was really impressed with the efficiency that the Syracuse Police Department worked in. I mean, maybe this is normal stuff, but for someone who doesn't get tickets and doesn't get pulled over or ever deal with that kind of stuff, I was really surprised. It was pretty awesome. And considering, you know, we got hit and our car needs to be fixed, uh, it wasn't as awful an experience as I expected it to be. Now... The next thing I want to talk about was a 4th of July celebration that I attended uh, the next day, actually, Saturday. At, uh, we're going to leave it at an unnamed 
field in Syracuse. There's a park there. It's uh, nearby some buildings, but it's a very large fireworks display with tons of people and live bands and food and lots of silly, flashy things that make the kids go crazy and turn into monsters. And it's always a lot of fun. That's always a great fireworks display. So we try to go every year uh, in lieu of doing anything else because they always put on a great show. Now, one of the things about this celebration is it tends to be very chaotic. And by chaotic, I mean there are tons of people crammed into a very small space, especially the playground. Now, on the playground, there are so many kids running around. And this place is a little bit dangerous, okay? To the point where normally if, if my daughter's at a playground, I don't have to follow her around everywhere. I will sit down and let her play, even if there's a lot of kids. Uh, my wife and I always follow her around on, on this particular day because there are so many big kids running around shoving. We don't want her to get knocked off something, which is quite a possibility. And, you know, somewhere, you know, back in time when they were putting together this playground, someone said, hey, you know what? We're trying to decide on what we're going to put on the ground of the playground. Uh, what about wood chips? Nah, they get stuck in kids' feet. What about those rubber things? Those are cool. All that chopped up rubber, the kids bounce right off it. Nah, too rubbery. Wait, I have an idea. Let's use rocks. That's right. This school playground has a ton of rocks on the ground. Uh, and I, I mean, it's like rocks, like, I don't know, six inches deep or whatever. Uh, I would hate to have, you know, somebody fall off a, a tall piece of equipment and bang their head on those because that's going to hurt. Now, this kind of leads me in to what I really wanted to talk about because there's a lot of, man, and I hate putting down other people's parenting skills because they might be absolutely great people, but um, a lot of times when you go to the park, you see the parents on their phones. That's how kids get abducted. Parents are on their phones doing stuff, not paying attention to the kids. It happens all the time. Uh, but, you know, in a situation like this where it's pure chaos, I can't imagine doing that, but there's just so many kids and there's so few parents on the playground. They, they're... It, they can't possibly be watching them all. Uh, I, I don't know how you would find your kid if you lost your kid in that. I mean, just imagine a playground made for maybe 30 kids with like 150 kids on it at once. It's just absolutely insane. And that is going to bring us to the slide dicks. Urban Dictionary defines a slide dick as someone who uses a slide or other playground equipment in a manner it was not designed or intended for, i.e. in a dickish way. This is exacerbated by parents who do not watch their kids, and most slide dicks go on into vocations that allow them to use those skills they've learned, such as politics or doing a podcast. That's right. I said slide dick. Now, maybe you've seen these little bastards running around a playground in your neighborhood. You know, they're the ones with smirks on their face. Usually they have hair that's, you know, slightly too long. Not like they're growing it out, just that their parents are lazy. Actually, I'm being facetious. These kids can look like anything. Uh, but they run out onto the playground and they immediately run up the slide in the wrong direction. Well, what's wrong with that, Hugh? Lots of kids do that. Well, let me tell you what's wrong with that. Um, as a child, I don't remember ever doing that. In fact, we were warned not to do that because you could fall off the slide. Now, I don't know about you, but the slide at my elementary school was like 50 fucking feet tall, okay? They don't build slides like that anymore. It was straight, no curves. The sides on this thing were about four inches, and if you fell off this, you broke your neck. That was it. You were done. Uh, so I was trained at a very early age. You don't run up the slide the wrong way because it could be dangerous. Now, this also creates something inside these little bastards' heads. 
they're allowed to get away with this one little thing, using it the way it's not supposed to be used. Well, I can do that to other things, like rules and laws and women and cars and all sorts of other shit. I, I think it's a bad lesson to teach kids that, hey, it's okay to use this in a way it wasn't intended. Kind of goes along with the whole stealing doors from the disabled thing. I don't think that we should be using those buttons on doors. I don't think we should be running up slides in the wrong direction. I imagine these kids probably do hit those buttons on doors, and as they're walking through, they go, Haha, that's going to ruin somebody's day about seven years from now, little fuckers. Anyway, so everywhere you go, every time you go to a playground, there are slide dicks running up the slide. And I have taught my five-year-old not to do that. And it's hard because she says, well, other kids do that. I said, yeah, well, other kids are slide dicks. And, you know, I mean, maybe their parents don't care, and, and that's okay. I mean, you're playing color match or color change or whatever that damn game is, is really important. I understand that. So you just go right ahead and let your kid do whatever the hell they want on the playground. My child, however, is going to learn some respect and is going to understand there are things you can do and things you can't do and things you really shouldn't do. Now, I would not be talking about this if all we had to deal with on Saturday was kids running up slides in the opposite direction. Yes, it creates chaos and confusion for the kids that don't want to be douchebags when they grow up, but something else happened in this day, and it blew my mind. My daughter is on some monkey bars, and I look over, because I hear a bum 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 and there are kids at the top of the slide. It's one of those uh, slides that has like three rows in it, and the two outside ones curve, and the middle one's straight, and there's a bump in it. And they have taken said rocks we talked about earlier, put tons of them in their shirt, like pulled the front of their shirt up to create a little basket, and they are dumping them down the slide. Now, this goes beyond just going up the slide in the wrong direction. Um, this is ridiculous because some of those rocks could stay there. What if my daughter goes down that slide and ends up with a rock in her butthole? I'm not going to be happy about that. That's just a bad idea. But what boggled my mind was not that some little slide dick decided to do that. I look down and I see their parents. Now these are multiple kids and multiple parents. Not saying don't do that. Not saying get down here you little bastard. I want to speak to you. They're going, hurry up. Other people want to use the slide. Yes. These parents who I'm guessing are probably former slide dicks themselves are completely okay with this. They, they think this is 100% acceptable behavior. It is fine to be throwing things down the slide that don't belong there. Regardless of the fact that somebody could get hurt going down the slide, somebody could get hurt walking by the slide. You know, one of those rocks comes tumbling out and hits a you know a two-year-old in the side of the head or something. Uh, they are, they're completely okay with this. I am flabbergasted. How is it that you can think that this is okay behavior? And then I realize that, that that's what happened, okay? Now, these parents, probably a little younger than me, and I didn't notice slide dickishness when I was young. So this must be something that happened between then. And I'm betting that the, those parents I saw, they were probably slide dicks. And they don't see anything wrong with it. So their kids are now slide dicks. So we are basically going to be raising an entire generation of slide dicks who have no respect for the fucking playground. Man, what a waste. In here, I thought the next century was going to bring us flying cars. Instead, we end up with slide dicks. Now, I've got some news for your ears coming right up. And now it's time for the news. Who's ready for some news, kids? It was tough to put this all together. 
because there's not a whole lot going on this week. A bunch of celebrity gossip stuff, which I'll, I'll get to in a minute. Uh, but I did manage to find a few golden nuggets of interesting stuff amidst the chaos and ridiculousness. Uh, first up, the new, the new warriors have been cast, and only Paul Showens cares. Next up, Spider-Man Homecoming made all the money last week. Now, I really considered putting together some numbers, but they will have changed by the time this goes up on Thursday. In fact, they will probably have changed by the time I'm done saying this sentence. I mean, it's just making a ton of money. Now, it doesn't look like it's going to be the biggest Marvel release of all time, but considering this is the first venture with Marvel and Sony, uh, it's certainly a huge, huge success. And I, I believe the last thing I saw is it was uh, number three uh, behind Guardians for um, you know top opening weekends for the year so far. So a certainly respectable position. It's certainly allowing Sony to go, hey, we have a lot of money in Spider-Man, and now they're starting to make other dumb moves. Like they've told us that She-Venom is going to be in the Venom movie. It seems like they're going to try to cram as much stuff into that as they can. But that doesn't have anything to do with this particular news item. Uh, I am happy to see that Spider-Man Homecoming is doing so well. I have not had the chance to see the movie yet. I probably will not until it hits the Hollywood theater, knowing my luck. Uh, but from what I have read it is an excellent movie a great break from what marvel is normally known for and i am certainly uh, wishing it all the luck i mean it looks like it might be it might be able to hit one billion worldwide within its second week of uh, release and that's that's pretty damn good next up crunchyroll the anime streaming um, site, if you're not familiar with them, they have an app that you can load on phones, you can load it on your PS4, your computer, all sorts of stuff, and it streams anime. In fact, you can uh, a lot of current stuff that's premiering in Japan will show up there uh, at the same time or almost immediately after, so it's the place for anime fans to get you know, up-to-date stuff. And that's tough because all of that stuff is generally created in Japan. It's broadcast in Japan. And traditionally, fans have had to wait years for some of that stuff to get back here. So uh, Crunchyroll has definitely streamlined that process and made it more accessible. They have now announced that they are teaming up with NBC Universal Entertainment Japan to produce brand new content. Now, what that means is they are going to be producing animes, some based on brand new properties, some based on existing properties, uh, maybe things that haven't been uh, adapted before or continuing old series. This is certainly good news for all the anime fans out there. Uh, NBC Universal has a wide reach, and Crunchyroll is really the go-to place for anime. So if that's your thing, you should be watching this partnership closely. Next up, Quentin Tarantino has announced he is working on a movie based on the Manson family. Now, uh, without going too far into that, because that would make a great lead story someday... Uh, the Manson family was uh, was a cult led by Charles Manson back in the 60s, and there was the, the murder of uh, Sharon Tate, and all sorts of stuff happened. And there's a reason that, you know, Charles Manson is, is behind bars for life. And Quentin Tarantino is looking to make a movie based on that. Now, there's not a whole lot of details yet. The Weinsteins, uh, Harvey and Bob, are going to be... Uh, uh, probably producing or you know, financing in some capacity because they've worked with uh, Quentin on just about every one of his movies. Uh, they're going to be coming back and helping out with this one. And uh, apparently both Jennifer Lawrence and Brad Pitt have been contacted about potentially starring in this. Now, uh, I mean, I have to wonder Brad Pitt as Charlie Manson. Part of me says, nah. Part of me says, well, yeah. I don't know about that. I guess I'll have to wait and see. Um, next up, Shia LaBeouf. I like saying LaBeouf. Good Lord, he has been arrested for drunk and disorderly. This has been all over the news. And uh, I gotta, 
I don't know if I want to feel bad for the guy or if I, I think he's getting what he deserves because he's such a strange dipshit, it would seem. I mean, I thought he was fine in the Transformers movies. I, I had no problem with him there or in, uh, you know, basically, what he's been acting in something, I thought he was fine. I mean, he's not my favorite actor by any stretch of the imagination, but I was never like, oh, that guy sucks. It's everything he does outside of his movie roles that make me go, oh, that guy sucks. Um, he was arrested, incredibly drunk, and I, there was a bit of an altercation. Apparently, he told a black police officer that he was going to hell because he's black, and he told a white police officer that his wife prefers black dick. Um, I, I don't know. I gotta think that, you know, first of all, he's getting his ass kicked before, you know, he gets out on bail. Um, second of all, I mean, seriously, we can shoot a black kid with a toy sword, uh, but Shia LaBeouf can say stuff like that, and again, nothing's happened so far. Seriously, I mean, if you're going to start, you know, shooting white guys indiscriminately too, to, I don't know, maybe even the odds, he'd be a great place to start. The guy's really not going anywhere. Um, but, yeah, that's just about it for all of the news this week. I did want to comment, though, like I said, and all the celebrity stuff. I, everywhere I look, it's nothing but this Rob Kardashian and Black China thing. Now, first of all, I, I didn't know there was a Rob Kardashian. I thought the Kardashian were all girls. Kardashians were all girls. Uh, didn't know there was a guy, too. I don't know if he's a brother, cousin. I, I, I don't know. But there's a Rob. You know, I mean, nothing ever good came out of a guy named Rob, except for maybe Rob Reiner. And that's questionable. Uh, but there's all this stuff, and I'm not even going to get to the details in the story because I don't want to know. But apparently he was involved with some girl named Black China, and I, I just want to comment on that. I mean, just let this sink in for a second. If you're going to style yourself a name, you know, first of all, I mean, throwing black in there is probably like racism against oneself or something. I mean, that's that kind of goes against everything we're trying to do to create a, a better, more accepting world. But okay, it, you know, if you are black, you want to own that label. I understand that. You have the right to do that. You have the right to do things that, you know, we white people wouldn't be able to do or wouldn't be able to say. So that's fine. But to call yourself the black version of China... A jacked-up, kind of ugly female professional wrestler that died of a drug overdose and many people thought was secretly a guy? I mean, how does that work out for you? That's like me deciding, okay, from now on, my new alias is going to be the white Bill Cosby. That's not going to help me at all. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't know if she's a singer or what. Maybe somebody can explain that to me someday. But yeah, I just saw this and I'm like, Black China? What a strange thing to call yourself. Anyway, at least that's my, my opinion. Your mileage may vary. And now it is time for the very best part of the show. That sound means it is time for the Geek Pod Blue Mailbox. This is certainly my favorite time of the week. So let's get right into those questions. Now, interestingly enough, this week uh, is going to be a webcam Nick free edition. Last week was a webcam Nick only edition. So it's feast or famine around here. Come on, guys, get some consistency going. <laughs> Anyway, uh, first up, got a couple questions from Al Sedano. Hi, Al. Uh, first question he asks as I pull the email up. All right, so this one is a non-geeky question, but here it is anyway. I know you now work from home, and you used to have a more traditional type job that you had to drive to. Now that you have done both, which is better? Well, I certainly would say 100% staying at home and working is absolutely better. There is... Um, no question about that. Uh, I do miss the money, and I think that 
uh, while there certainly are probably work at home opportunities that can make significantly more, um, you kind of have to uh, get lucky to find those. I think the trade off in quality of life uh, certainly helps. Now, this this seems like there's a bunch going on here, so I'm going to continue with these questions before I completely answer this. Is it the stay-at-home job where your commute is just walking to another room and you don't have to pack or buy lunch? The downside, as I see it, is that you don't get a chance to get out and see the world. You don't get to interact with others. Uh, now, I've got a point there. I certainly, uh, well, I didn't have much of a social life before anyway because when I was working at a, a, a cellular phone store, I, I was working open to close get days and days and days a week, sometimes the whole week. You know, it, it was insane, and I didn't get to do much anyway. Uh, truth of the matter is, although I, I, I don't want to say I don't like people, but I mean, when we go to a convention, I like people. I like talking to people. In general, I don't like people. I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to get up in the morning. I uh, take my kids to school. Or my kid to school. I said kids because uh, Avery's best friend and uh, my wife's uh, best friend's daughter is staying with us this week, so it's been kind of a hectic week. They're both going to camp, so we're taking them to camp in the morning. But I like to take my daughter to school, come home, grab breakfast, get a shower, sit down, play Elder Scrolls online until lunchtime, grab lunch, play a little more while I'm eating, and then I start my job. Um, I could go out and be meeting people and doing things, but I, I don't want to do that. I you know, maybe that, too, is because, uh, like has been discussed on GeekPod, uh, my wife and I are very lucky that um, we have a, a freaking awesome relationship, and uh, she is my best friend, and I don't really see the need to hang out with anybody other than her, with the exception of Paul occasionally, uh, and I'm sure I'd like to hang out with you, Al, if I ever got the chance, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it's funny because we both kind of feel the same way. I mean, we don't feel uh, trapped or smothered or anything like that. It's just she's the only person I want to be around. You know, when I get done at work, we both want to watch the same things on TV. We usually want the same thing for snack. I mean, it, it just works really well. So I don't miss that social aspect of work. You know, getting out and seeing people, I, I thought that maybe I would just because my job used to entail a talking to a lot of people. But honestly, I don't miss it. Not at all. Less dipshits in my life. I can certainly deal with that. Uh, the rest of this question, or is it driving to work, interacting with your co-workers, learning about the area you live in and what it has to offer because you spend your time driving through it five days a week? But you have to deal with traffic and asshole drivers. You have to get up in time to get ready and dress. You have to pack up your lunch or pay for it. Which grass is greener? I gotta say, Al, I think working home, the grass is much greener. And especially because I can look out the window right next to me and see if it even needs to be cut whenever I want to. Uh, I... I like driving. I mean, the commute wasn't anything. I, I, I do have a tendency. I will go a longer way to avoid traffic. I'm a little weird like that, so I, I didn't really have much traffic to deal with. But again, it was more time out of the house. You know, I, I would have to yeah, an hour to get ready, half an hour to get to work. I'm at work 12, 15 hours sometimes, depending on what's going on. And then, you know, another half hour home. Uh, yeah, that's your whole day. You know, you're, my five-year-old was growing up without you know, she I was leaving before she got up and I was coming home after she went to bed so again regardless of what other side benefits there might have been to working outside the house I think working from home is better now if you don't have kids maybe that would be something to take into account I, I don't know your specific familial situation now uh, but if you have the opportunity to work from home I would say try it I save money on gas I save money on food uh, I save money on not, you know, stopping at the store, you know, every night, you know, on the way home. Hey, you know, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I want this. Texting back and forth. Hey, I'll grab that from the store. We don't do that. We have to grab all our shit when we go grocery shopping, you know, and 
uh, you know, we make what we have. So I think it has helped us become more frugal and has certainly saved us money. The next question that Al asks is, what dead character from Supernatural would you bring back? Oh, well, the obvious one is Bobby, because who doesn't love Bobby? Uh, I certainly miss him calling the boys idiots, and I, I feel like that while there might be some uh, poetry to somehow bringing John Winchester back, I think we all know that um, that's not ever going to happen. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is too big of a star now, and while I, I think that maybe he'd be willing to do it, because he seems like a pretty cool guy, I don't think he's going to have the time. And if he did do it, it would be for the season finale, or series finale, I'm sorry. You know, he's going to come in and one last pop. Uh, if we were going to be able to see somebody long-term, I mean, I really miss Bobby, so it'd great to, be great to see him. Uh, who else? You know, I wonder what would what would happen if somehow Sam's girlfriend came back, you know, like the original one from the very first episode, you know, that ended up getting killed. Uh, I think that would be interesting because if she were to come back and see how Sam has changed all these years later, that would certainly make for some very interesting storytelling, in, in my opinion. Um, uh, trying to think who else I would consider. I mean, if you're going to make me pick one, I'm going to pick Bobby. Uh, if you're going to allow me to pick somebody because I think the drama would be good, Sam's girlfriend from the very first episode. Uh, thank you very much for the questions, Al. I do appreciate it. Next up, Michael Blah has emailed us again, and uh, this one's titled The Return of the Questions. Okay, let me read this email for you. For the love of God, <clears throat> never, never have an all-webcam Nick edition again. Well, Michael, that's as much your fault as it is mine. So on to the questions. Where does your news music come from? Uh, my news music and most of my sound effects come from uh, freesounds.org. And uh, it's a, a royalty-free music and sound effects site. Uh, what they ask is that if you're going to use their stuff, it'd be awful nice if you uh, posted something, you know, on your podcast. I use so many of them that I haven't been able to put anything together yet. Luckily, you can actually go to your account and you can download a list of everything you've downloaded. So one of these days when somebody asks, I'm just going to post it on the website and say, maybe put a little blurb on every podcast. If you'd like to know where all these sounds and music are from, go here. Uh, just because that it would be too difficult to list all of that in the notes for every single episode, especially since sometimes I'm coming up with uh, ideas and grabbing sound effects on the fly, like that little ding you heard in the uh, the first segment. Um that was something that happened on my way to record. A funny thing happened on my way to record today. Uh, that idea popped into my head, and I had to rush and put it together. So, uh, yeah, freesounds.org, a great place. If you just search royalty-free music in Google, you'll find several sites that offer music and sound effects you're allowed to use for free. So if you're thinking about doing your own podcast or uh, doing whatever, go for it. Check it out. Just remember, if you ever get famous and make money on it, you just have to give credit where credit is due. I don't think that they can actually sue you for it. I heard there's a GeekPod birthday coming party coming up. Can I attend? What GeekPod birthday party? Next up, so if Webcam Nick is a lazy slacker and doesn't drive, how does he get to all of these cons? Well, I don't personally know, but maybe his mom, maybe his stepdad. And then again, you know, maybe it could also be, you know, he puts on that Spider-Man costume. I mean, if, if someone's hitchhiking down the road, 
in a Spider-Man costume, tell me you're not going to pick them up. I mean, maybe if it's 3 in the morning, you're not going to pick them up. But at you know, 10, 9, 10 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday, you're going to pick them up. That's cool, especially if you've got kids. A guy in a Spider-Man costume isn't going to do anything bad. He's not going to pull out a gun and try to shoot you. Come on. Uh, next up, if all things were possible, what is the one perfect beer you would brew? Ooh, that one... <clears throat> That's a question that requires a ton of thought, and I don't have a ton of time right now. The one perfect beer would probably be medium in color. It would be effervescent. I tend to like things a, lit, a little bit more bubbly. Probably notes of chocolate, notes of cherry, a little heat. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, right now, off the top of my head, you know, that's what I'm thinking. I, I like I like dark, but I tend to find sometimes dark beers get all the samey, and they all kind of taste the same. And they're like, oh, it's roasted chocolate. Like, no, it all tastes like dark beer. I can't always pick the things out. Uh, that's why I like things to be just a little bit lighter than that. I feel like I can taste the uh, flavors better. So, uh, with no prep time and given that beer making is a very complex process and you know i have three different kegs of three different flavors behind me now uh, i put a lot of thought into it but on the spot like this that's the best i can do i may put a little more thought into it and try to give you a better answer in the future next up could the hulk actually bang chicks or dudes if that's what he's into not that there's anything wrong with that without splitting them in two or crushing them into a pulp well i I'd have to say I think he probably could as long as he, you know, wasn't in full-on rage mode. I mean, you have to think about it. Do you have control over yourself? Are you able to not put all of your power into something? Um, I, I think that the, the big question will be, you know, if Hulk has a giant um, Hulkbuster, uh, you know, just how big that is. Now, we should all know that the vagina is an incredible, incredible body part. And not only can it uh, create life, but it also can stretch to... Uh, allow that life to be pushed out. Now, I would expect that it would be possible for the Hulk to uh, at least do that. Um, I'm not sure what the stretchy qualities of uh, the asshole are, so I, I really couldn't tell you if that would split somebody in two. I, I'm fairly certain that that's pretty darn stretchy as well. Uh, I think the larger part of that, <laughs> larger part of the Hulk's Hulkbuster, <laughs> uh, the larger part of that is going to be if he's able to control it, you know, if he's like, you know, if he's like, Hulk smash, or if he's like, Hulk smash, and just goes nuts, I mean, then you know, it doesn't matter what he was doing, you know? Uh, he wouldn't necessarily need to be banging somebody. He could be giving them five and go, Hulk smash, and, you know, their arm goes flying off. So I would have to say it's possible, but he's going to have to keep that rage under control because there's no protection that's going to stop you from getting smushed into a little bloody puddle. Finally, so wait a minute. Why are you throwing Paul a birthday party? No one else on the show has had one. Why the fuck is he is so special? What birthday party? I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's it from Michael Blah. Uh, that's pretty much going to cover the show this week, kids. Uh, it's been fun. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, we've got a big uh, surprise for you next week. Not a surprise. We've got you know, a very special thing going on. Now, uh, I was contacted by some people uh, through the Geek Pop Blue email, and they wanted to come on the show and do some kind of performance. I'm not sure what that is. They told me they're a roving, vagrant band of bukkake performers. Now, I don't know what that is, uh, but they said it's Japanese, 
and they said it's a load of fun, and we should really give it a shot. So I told them, come on on the show next week, and we'll see what you got. So that should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you guys are too. Till then, tuck and roll, kids. GeekPod Blue is a GeekPod Network production. Executive producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by Jameis Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston. Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. GeekPod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find GeekPod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD.